0: Welcome to Good Medicine Explained. I am your host, Dr. James R. Brown. This is episode number seven of season two for the week of June the 6th, 2021. This also marks the one-year anniversary of starting this podcast called Good Medicine Explained. As I reflect back on this past year, I find that it presented a significant number of challenges and some rewards uh, in my medical career that I'm sure several of my colleagues will never forget. Most specifically, of course, is the coronavirus pandemic and the way in which our country was able to respond to a very challenging situation. As a physician, I think uh, there's great uh, relief in the development of an effective vaccine that has been uh, literally uh, able to bring this infection under a more reasonable set of controls. By no means has it eradicated or eliminated the infection, but it has given us an opportunity to breathe where for a period of time it seemed as if we were never really going to get a handle on this. So I'm very grateful to God, to the people that were directly responsible for the development of the vaccine, and for the many, many people who have had trust and believe in our medical uh, science world and community for providing safe, protective means of uh, keeping everyone healthy and well. Um, I think that, you know, having lost some patients to the COVID infection in my own practice, Uh, It definitely has uh, humbled me. Um, It has made me uh, feel uh, more compassion for the profession that I'm in. And it really uh, brought to home the role uh, that I play. And I really, really plan not to uh, take this for granted. I would really hope that as we move forward and we refine and develop better ways of delivering health care, that more people will appreciate the role that we play in trying to uh, extend uh, lives that otherwise may be ended prematurely. Uh, So, as I... Uh, think of these things, uh, I'm also impressed by the comparisons of scale that were used to uh, really bring home the devastating effects of the coronavirus infection. Uh, You know, the total United States population rounds out to about 330 million people which actually only makes up 4% of the world population. The full count on the planet Earth is about 7.7 billion uh, people. But the 597,362 Americans who have died at the time that I've given this podcast accumulates to more casualties than what the United States suffered in World War One, World War II, and Vietnam combined. The five hundred and ninety-seven thousand three hundred sixty-two Americans who have died make up about twenty percent of the global total deaths attributed to the coronavirus infection. So globally, there's uh, 7.7 billion people, and 3.72 million humans died in this past year. Uh, Here in the state of California, where I practice, California suffered the most deaths of any state In the United States, at 63,423 persons at the time of this uh, podcast. Second place was the state of New York, with 52,852 persons. So clearly, I, I think that those of you out in the listening audience may. Directly or indirectly, know of a person who uh, had uh, lost their life, probably uh, prematurely, uh, to this infection. As I reflect again, uh, never in my thirty years of medical experience did I witness every hospital around the country was operating at maximum patient capacity. And I witnessed uh, some unquestionable events uh, for people going to the ER seeking help and being turned away. And many people that would normally have been admitted for health conditions were not because of the need for beds. Um, I know a lot of people suffered in silence Uh, not wanting to potentially risk exposure, going to an emergency room, and it also uh, laid heavily on our minds and hearts, uh, thinking about the limitations that we were operating under. I must admit that it is somewhat discouraging to see that so many people who potentially could benefit from a vaccine are choosing not to receive it, and I only hope that this does not uh, backfire on us and lead to a resurgence of a more resistant variant strain of the infection. Um, It's... Also at this point, where I'd like to kind of reflect on some of the uh, events and observations that patients brought to my attention during the pandemic. And I would like to provide another viewpoint and some suggestions for moving forward health-wise from this point. As everyone knows, what we now think of as normal healthcare before the pandemic was already a system that was not serving uh, the needs for the majority of uh, many people. And we could see the effects of that healthcare system as the coronavirus infection raced through the US population. Um, I tend to think about a good comparison of a professional sports team, a sport of your choice, uh, which has a uh, host of multi-million dollar athletes and having that team defeated multiple, multiple times by a lesser-known ragtag collection of amateur athletes, Uh, if that were to have happened, certainly that uh, professional team would be making every possible correction that they could uh, not to be embarrassed uh, by such a a disproportionate uh, level of skill. And... You know, here in the United States, we really should be embarrassed by the manner in which this infection uh, went through our population and the health care that didn't seem to meet uh, the quick, high, immediate demand. So uh, here are some of my recommendations and thoughts Uh, about what we can do moving forward. Number one, I recommend to everyone that you give yourself the first hour of every morning, or if you work shifts, the first hour that you wake before going to work. Uh, The first hour should be dedicated to your personal well-being, That might include just uh, meditation or prayer or some stretching or some light uh, intensity exercise, but you really should make that a regular practice as we move forward through this process. Uh, I have found that for those who were taking advantage of the extra time, uh, they did improve uh, their general health profile. So uh, you might consider uh, setting things up uh, the night before so it's easier for you to transition out of sleep and get to whatever system will set the stage uh, for a positive outcome for your day. Uh, Number two... I really think it's important that we become more mindful about the quality and sources of food rather than the quantity and convenience of meal preparations. Um, Again, there were some patients in my practice that because they weren't able to uh, have fast food every day for lunch or for other uh, nutrition options, they lost uh, a significant amount of weight and they literally did not uh, do any additional uh, interactions such as more exercise or other activities. We have to remember that the primary purpose of food is to nourish the cells of your body. So I would recommend that everyone consider spending a little more time each week uh, creating meal plans. I think that you should try to eat a good meal before you go out to grocery shop, which could help reduce the impulse shopping that some of us frequently do. Uh, I also think it would be helpful if you consider shopping at grocery store chains that cater more to the healthier options like Sprouts or Trader Joe's or Whole Foods and I do confess that I have no uh, financial interest in those institutions but I do know that they generally uh, minimize some of the less healthy food options just as a successful business doesn't just happen, uh, people are planning, they're making processes and systems to create and reevaluate the business's efficiency and productivity, we, in turn, as individuals, should be treating our bodies and our health in a similar fashion. Uh, My third thought is to minimize stress and negativity. For some individuals, that might mean turning off the television or limiting interactions with certain folks. It's also very important not to live beyond your means. And by that I mean uh, try to free yourself from financial obligations that force you to work longer or harder than for the brief moment of fun you are paying so much for. I also recommend uh, that we start thinking more locally and keep in mind that you would want to utilize and patronize Your local and regional businesses. Uh, If your community or region is lacking in essential resources, I think now's the time to start working on helping to acquire and provide for that deficiency. I think also in this uh, period of time, it's important that you have a very strong internet and Wi-Fi connectivity as we continue to move forward in the 21st century and more uh, processes and operations are taking place by computer. Another thought that I had uh, through my patients and my own experience is to plan for a rainy day, but don't hoard toilet tissue and water. Try to achieve and maintain enough food, water, and other routine home supplies for a two to three week period of time maximum. And then of course, rotate your supplies. Uh, any longer than a three, four week period of time, items aren't very fresh or they're more likely going to be heavily laden with uh, preservatives and other non-essential nutrients. I also believe it's important to be ecology-minded. I found it interesting that during the peak of the pandemic, when there was a a great limit on non-essential workers, that the pollution output was significantly down. And Mother Nature seemed to be getting a brief reprieve. Uh, And if your employer is offering any of the options of working remotely from home, I would hope that some of you would consider doing that more uh, so that we're not contributing more carbon output into the environment. I personally uh, started doing composting in my home. Uh, with all of my food uh, sources and uh, my brown waste from the yard. And I found this to be a very positive change and uh, I believe a good way to reduce my carbon footprint. Um, I still uh, believe that we need to maintain strong immune systems. So that would include trying to get seven to eight hours of restful sleep every night. Uh, You want to try to get about 40 minutes of low to moderate intensity exercise four days a week. You want to try to drink at least 48 ounces of water every day, and actually more on the hot summer months that are coming ahead. Uh, you should try to eat at least two pieces of fruit and about four cups uh, or the equivalent of vegetables every day. And uh, even when doing that, you might even consider supporting your immune system uh, with micronutrients and vitamins like vitamin A and vitamin B6 vitamin D, of course, vitamin E, and folic acid, and then some of the trace minerals and elements like iron and zinc and copper and selenium. Lastly, uh, even though uh, the vaccines have been going out and we were hoping to achieve a vaccination rate of 70% or greater, uh, I strongly recommend that everyone continues to wear a mask and wash your hands frequently. You cannot trust that everyone you come into contact with has actually received their vaccine shots. And there are still variant strains of the virus that are circulating in small pockets around the world and around this country. And not knowing how that behavior is going to play out, I think you should always uh, be conservative in your uh, means of protecting yourself uh, from incidental uh, appearing events. So my take-home message from this episode is... As we move out of the coronavirus pandemic, everyone needs to re-examine the impact, the response, and the outcomes it has taken on your personal life, particularly your health. Number two, moving forward, every family needs to develop a cost-effective, comprehensive health management plan that works and supports their sanity and well-being. Number three, I encourage everyone to put more effort into learning about nutrition and consider developing a home, uh, church, or community gardening project where you can grow your own natural vegetables and you can supplement some of your nutrition with healthy Uh, fresh food. Number four, uh, make sure to create protected time and space every morning to invest in your own health. And don't neglect yourself. If this particular topic or any of the previous episodes have provoked questions for you, be reassured that I do regular Q&As on my Instagram account at jrbrownmd where you may submit your questions there through direct message. However, I emphasize that I do not serve as a replacement or substitute for your own personal physicians, nor do I provide individualized consultations outside of my practice. As I regularly do, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank my podcast team, Lauren and Natalie, who really are responsible for making this podcast and all my social media possible. So, until our next opportunity, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be loved, and may you have a peaceful heart.